0: Hey, I'm Amani, and this is Elijah, and this is the Deeper Waters Podcast by Piscata Bros. Hey, so welcome to the first episode of Deeper Waters, where we'll dive deep into multiple scriptures, but today we really want to focus on our mission as a whole, the Deeper Waters Podcast. So we're kind of here to fulfill the scriptures where it talks about Jesus coming to Peter, and Andrew, when he's recruiting his disciples, and they were fishing, and there's multiple scriptures about this, and Mark and Matthew, and it says they were just doing their job, and he he says to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, or of people in other translations. We're just trying to follow that same call, to be fishers of people, or what we believe, disciples. Simply, you could call us the rose.
1: So essentially, we are here to give some sort of Gen Z Bible study, you could say, where we are here as Gen Zers, and we are here to come to you and bring God's Word to make it easier. I know there's there's so many things around where they talk about all these topics, but we are here to bring a simpler form of this so it's easier to understand for our generation to grow.
0: Or you could say easier to digest. So we kind of hope to simultaneously educate and entertain you. Uh, But most importantly, we want to present the truths of God and some truths that you want to hear and maybe some (laughs) you may just not want to hear. But for more updates specifically on Piscata's Bros, you can um, hop on board by giving us a follow and looking for some of our upcoming content, such as this podcast you're listening to right here. But right now, we really want to focus on what exactly does it mean to be a fisher of people
1: to you know that example is is an interesting take on that i like how god used that example and
0: that specific example is so important and really it's so funny how he equated the effort that they were putting into the specific job that they had before to be they were fishers that was what they did really in a sense they weren't really changing what they're doing there's a lot of aspects of fishing that are similar (laughs) <laughs> to yeah, absolutely. Being a disciple. But I do find it interesting that they didn't even ask Jesus any questions. and that takes a lot of faith. I mean, Oh, yes. I mean, in a sense, like they knew the Messiah was coming, mm-hmm. but I mean, did any, they didn't even question it. Right?
1: They did not even question it. I think it. it'd be kind of hard to someone walking up to you today and just being like, "Hey, stop what you're doing. Quit your job." Quit your job. Just come come follow me, you know? It's, it's going <laughs> to
0: be the same thing almost. Right. Yeah. absolutely. That's almost what he said. He's like, "You're fishers." He said follow me and I'll make you fishers with people. Mm -hmm. And you know, one thing too, when you think of being a Christian, even a lot of times we have the belief, but we don't have the faith to actually do the acts that it requires. Because a lot of times you're going to have to leave behind some things. There's the, for example, the story of the rich man who came to Jesus and he you know, supposedly was doing everything right. He was like, "I'm doing this, I'm keeping these commandments, blah blah blah," but he didn't want to drop anything to follow God, and that's where the real faith comes in—to drop everything to follow God, and also to faithfully reach other people. Yeah. Are you yeah. willing to take that step out almost into the water? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. We always talk about how hard that would be to give everything you have, and it—and it really would be. Uh, we don't actually have to give every item we own just to be for God, but could we do it if God asked us? I, I know it would be hard, but you have to also look at the reward. I mean, yes, we we give up a lot, but the reward is so much greater. You know, it, it there there is cons, but man, what what a reward, really?
0: Are you focused on the earthly reward, or are you focused on the reward of that? god has for you. a lot of times as a christian you kind of want to believe on things but do you actually act on those things that you believe in and it's like we said it's very interesting that they compared it to fishing because there's a lot of aspects of fishing and one major aspect that i think anybody who doesn't know anything about the strategy of fishing or you know picking a specific spot to cast it in how you have to throw it all those in which are all important steps one major thing, no matter how good of a fish you are, it takes is patience.
1: Yes.
0: Um, and now Elijah and I, we kind of did a P7 club, which for those listening who may not know what that is, that is essentially a Bible club that you do in high school. You yeah. run everything with it being a Christian club. You really don't get a lot of help. But it was a very rewarding experience. But there's a lot of things that... You know, there was a couple sacrifices we had to make, and I mean, some of it was from our paychecks to get food, (laughs) which we didn't have to do, but that was, I guess, part of the strategy, per se. But just because, you know, we have food, we had signage and stuff, that doesn't mean you can have everything right. You can have the bait to kind of get people to come (laughs) in, essentially, with food. I mean, hungry students, hungry young people, even not young people, we all love food. But, you know, we have the bait. We have the stuff to kind of get people intrigued. And, you know, you might be able to catch a fish without bait. I don't know. I don't know that that much about fishing, but good luck with that. <laughs> but, you know, you, you need to be strategic. And even outside of, you know, having other things, when you're discipling to people, it may not be specifically about having food to attract them to an event. It may also just be being a friend. You know, God tells us to do everything in love in the bible that's a big theme um there's the scripture talking about doing everything with charity or love because you can be doing all the acts you can be doing all the laws but if you're not doing everything in love it's meaningless but that kind of goes back to the bait too because it's like that's the along with your faith that's the key ingredient to help establish these connections i mean and even to food like you're not gonna just buy people random people food for no reason oh yeah you kind of have to love what you're doing for one but love the people enough to help them and give them the food but you know we did that for p7 but you also as a discipleship i think oftentimes we get it wrong because we think oh we have to get them to a bible study or we we need to get them straight into church when you know that strategy will work it will work sometimes why would they cut to church with somebody that they don't even know? Are you even being a friend in the first place for them to trust you? Are you even living a life of an example yeah. that they want to follow you?
1: Yeah. Are you Are you living that life where they want to follow you? Right. Like like to be that person to look up to or and be a friend to you know. And, and with fishing and and comparing this to fishing, the bait is very important, and patience is important. There's there's. You have to have... But sometimes, you know what? Patience may not work. Maybe they'll never come if you don't have the right bait. And if you have the right bait, sometimes the fish won't see it if you're not waiting there long enough. When you're going fishing, you have to have those right circumstances. You have to do this right and this right. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes there's just not fish And you around.
0: know, Scripture even tells us about it. When it talks about some plant, water, but at the end of the day, it's God who gives the increase. But if we don't even do our part, mm-hmm.
1: how are we even going to get increase yeah.
0: if we don't even do our part?
1: We need to, we and, need to be ready to go out fishing. Maybe yesterday we didn't catch the fish. Maybe yesterday it didn't happen. But today, keep doing it because God will reward you and God will open up those doors so that you can reach those people, so you can grow a discipleship ministry. Absolutely, yes. I agree with that wholeheartedly where if we go out, it takes dedication. It takes patience. It takes love. To be a disciple maker, to be a fisher of men, it takes a lot of things. But we have to work on those things if we really want to achieve that goal.
0: And fishing, it's an art, too, like we said. There's so many components. We have the bait. We have patience, which is a huge thing because a lot of us, we can get so... So irritated with some of the people. We may even get them to come to church, but they don't come right away. Or some people, they want to go too fast. You know, like I've seen many people, they had a fish and they had them on the hook. And they're reeling them really fast. And then it it just falls off.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, and they'll be quick to anger sometimes where we go... We don't understand it because we aren't. And those they may people. even just
0: throw in the towel yeah. and be like, we, "I'm we, done." Yeah, we
1: we're, we you know, oh, they didn't go to church to this week. I'm just done with them, and and we let them go, and we we ruin the relationship we have with them. And we, ha- I mean, that patience. I mean, you have to be there every day, no matter what's happened to them. You still be there for them because it could take years. It could it yes. could take. I I have had family members that have had um, husbands that weren't going to church and for years and years and years they fought and they kept that relationship because it mattered because they wanted them to go to heaven because that is the ultimate goal of us becoming fishers of people is to get them to go to heaven i mean god has put us here so that we can reach more because if we didn't need to reach those people we didn't need, we wouldn't need to be here we are exactly. here exactly we haven't
0: here people. we're here for a purpose we're here for a purpose of the end of the day So when talking about fishing, one thing that I'm thinking about now is there's a difference between fishing as a lifestyle and fishing as a hobby. And that's one thing we really don't think about a lot when we think about, you know, he equated being a disciple to fishing. But if we think about fishing in our own life, a lot of people don't fish full time. Some people don't fish at all, but some people they fish, but they're not, that's not their, full-time thing so when we apply that to our own lives are we living a lifestyle to where we're always discipling or are we living a lifestyle to where we're only going to disciple at this event or only even at the club we have it's the ministry that we're doing specifically the only time we're discipling or are we living a lifestyle of being a disciple i know specifically one time um i had a friend a long time friend um starting in middle school and we didn't really, I mean, I talked about God a little bit, Jesus a little bit, but it wasn't a main thing. I was just kind of a friend. We became closer and closer over time. But I remember when she first got into church, her first event was not even at a church, but rather we were going out for hot chocolate and we went ice skating. And, you know, I casually just brought up, hey, our youth is doing this, not even really thinking about even intentionally inviting her. And I was like, oh, we're going to go skating, ice skating. I mean, I'm bad at it, but I actually wasn't that bad at it because everybody else was falling. I wasn't. But you know, I was like, hey, we're going to go ice skating. We're going to have hot chocolate, this gift exchange and all this stuff. Like, what are your plans? She's like, oh, I'm not really doing anything, but that sounds fun. And then I was like, well, you know, you can feel free to come. And she's like, well, I'm not doing anything. Why not? Yeah. But, you know, it didn't I didn't go with the intention of even inviting her, not that I didn't want her to come, but it was just like I'd been that friend. I'd been, for one, I guess to even back up from the second point I'm trying to make. It's really hard to invite people to stuff, not that... You can't even, for example, in sales, which this is kind of getting into a slightly different thing. I dig sales for a little bit, but one big, big thing that you have to do to be a salesman is to build rapport, to build a connection with the customer, get to know your customer a little bit before you really start to drive into it. So for one, you kind of know, hey, this is the things that they're interested in. This is what they like to hear. This is what they don't want. This is not what they're even ready for yet. You may know that this is their price range, or this is what they're really looking for. But as you're talking, you may slowly be able to introduce more and more as it goes. And not that you want to lie to people because that's not what we're doing. Sales, you can kind of get into that. It gets a little fishy, (laughs) as you could say. But that's important when it comes to discipling too. You know, you'll get some people to come to church just by not really knowing them. But if you're building a relationship and on top of that, living a lifestyle as a friend to this person, you know, I was always trying to be a good influence. Now, I wasn't necessarily seeing myself as a role model because you know I'm a middle schooler too, and I'm sorry to any middle schoolers who do this or who are listening to this. But when you're in middle school, you do dumb stuff. When you're in <laughs> high school, you do dumb stuff. We're in college age, yeah. And we do dumb, dumb stuff. stuff. Yeah. But you know, as you learn, you grow. And the learn you, the further you age, the better you are. But you know, middle school, you're really immature barely even really at the age of accountability um, but you know you could still be a light even though you're still gonna do dumb stuff at just being at that age your brain's not fully developed that's just a fact of life but you could still abide to or by godly principles in your life as you're living and it talks about you know when you become a man you put away childish things so it's not always about the age or what where your brain is necessarily at but when you're willing to put away childish things and to abide by godly principles but anyways you know I was trying to live a life separated and I know when I was going to middle school I mean this may have been seen as weird, I, and I was considered weird for this. I don't necessarily regret it now, but I've read my Bible at school, and I don't say this to brag because it was nothing really to brag about. You know, it's weird. But I read my Bible every day at lunch for a long period of time. So people knew I was Christian. I didn't necessarily go preaching to people. I didn't really even start a P7 until eighth grade. But I was always trying to set myself apart as in the way I act. People would even sometimes feel convicted when they were saying bad stuff around me or talking about bad things. Like, oh, sorry. Because they knew that I lived differently. Not that I was condemning people. But they knew that I was trying to live separately and do things with intention. Not that I'm doing... I was not perfect at all. I did a lot of dumb stuff. Really dumb stuff. But by living separately alone, that's being a witness in itself. But... Anyways, kind of going back to that unintentional, like you want to be intentional in the way that you live, but discipling doesn't always mean, Hey, here's a flyer. Come to this service.
1: Absolutely. Sometimes
0: it's just, Hey, you want to not even go to a church event. Do you want to get coffee? Do you want to hang out? Do you want to do this? Now you're not going to go to the dirty places, but you want to make that connection first, build that rapport. As I kind of mentioned earlier. And yeah. then from there, she came, and she was like, I've never felt so accepted somewhere. She didn't even know these people like that. Yeah. And then from there, she got involved in different events. She started to come to church, and that's just kind of how that went from there.
1: And it took, that, that took that slow slow um, snowball effect, you know. It got yes. little, and in that little bit turned into, a lot, I, and I know this person. And, yeah, I can say that I remember uh, very slightly that event. It's not a big memory in my mind, but I remember when she came with you to to an event and we didn't know who she was, but I I easily connected with her and, and she seemed to have a lot of fun at this church event. Not really I mean it was obviously there was no preaching or anything. Yeah, but to, it was just a basic yeah, hangout. Yeah, but we were together and, and you know, God's always there when and, and God comes talking and about us And we did talk about we
0: did yeah. talk about some godly stuff. It wasn't yeah. necessarily a Bible study event, but you know, you don't have to shove a meat into a baby's face. You know, yeah. it talks about milk to meat. Yeah. But, you know, you'll as you just slowly acquaint them with the love. For one, the love of God, going back to charity, being loving to these people. But on top of that, you know, you are got to have patience. You know, people aren't always... Now, some people will be willing to go to service right away. Some people, you kind of need to build a, a trust. And then also, are you living a part, life... Like a fisher, like, are you actually trained um, to be a fisher? Now, if you're living a life just like everybody else, not saying that they won't want to go to church with you at all, but if you are just as vulgar, just the same as everybody else, and they're trying to improve themselves, and that's the reason why they want to, hopefully, the reason why one of the reasons why they want to go to church. Um, they're not going to want to go with you as much or maybe not for the right reasons. Now, I do know some people who have gone to churches because it's a party-type person, and they're like, oh, we do all this at our church that's not necessarily biblical, Mm -hmm. but are they going to church for the right reasons? So if you're living by the reasons why somebody should go to church, then they'll want to go. Not only go with you because you've been that friend, but also go for the right reasons.
1: Absolutely. I know that personally... I have had people um, living this discipleship life and and growing up and and trying to be a disciple maker Um, I have a friend um, that passed away a few months ago and I went to the funeral and and I didn't know I was as close with this person as I thought Um, we we were friends and we texted but um, it was shortly after he passed I got a phone call that he had passed and I went to the funeral and I actually spoke at that funeral. And Did you expect I just, to speak? No. <laughs> See, what I had happened was, and this is, <laughs> this is a little bit terrible. So I didn't know we were that close, but he actually considered me his best friend. But at showing up to this funeral. And keep in mind, we're not.
0: Was, this is not no, funny no, about.
1: No, it's not. It's not funny about the passing, but it is. It's, it was a situation the, where I, I he was not into.
0: expecting.
1: Yes, I I walked into the situation and I'm going to this funeral. That I knew he was my just out of, res- going you into know, out just of respect. respect. Yes, and so I go into the funeral and I notice I never met his family before, and I notice them, and they say, "Hey, come sit with us." And I'm sitting in the in the front of the funeral, and I'm sitting next to the immediate family, and I and, and I get told that I he considered me his best friend, and then I go up, and they're like, "Hey, will you come up and speak?" and Honestly in that moment I was like, Is this a reality T V show? <laughs> like Where's like, the camera? The Where are they, they coming, coming up? And and in that moment I remember it was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. But when when I came up, um I remember just thinking, it rushed over me everything that we had done as a friendship. And it may have not been big and grand. We may not have been best friends. but And keep in
0: mind, he was, he had known this person. This yes. is not, like, he did not know this person at all. But he, it's been a while since he had talked to this person.
1: Yes. And I think we had not seen each other in person for about a year. We kept a little bit in touch over Instagram and stuff like that, but we hadn't really kept him. And I found out that he considered me his best friend. And they asked me to speak and they say, and like that was at the beginning and they said, you're speaking about the middle. So I had about half an hour and I just sat there and kind of thought about it. And I realized that he considered that of me because of the life I was living. I was living the life of a friend, someone that was there, that I didn't realize how little There is of that a lot in this world. People can't trust people in this world in today's age. I mean, people really can't trust them, them. um, you know, and, and I guess I was that person for him that he could Mm -hmm. trust. And, you know, and I spoke about, I spoke about some stuff at his funeral, just how that we need to be there for each other and that we can see him someday if we live our lives. Right. And I, and I got to speak with his brother and after speaking, he, uh, he had some questions just about God in general, and, and I was in really enthused, but also like, okay, um, yeah, let, just here, here's my number. I gave him my number, and um, we just went, and, and I said, hey, anytime you ever have a question. And, and just a
0: quick interjection, yes, just because I know he might just glaze over this point, but... I know a lot of people, and this kind of goes back to living a life as a fisherman and not doing it part time. You know, this is a complete shock. You have to keep in mind, like he was not ready to speak at this place at all. But even though he was in complete shock, you know, some yeah. people would have fumbled and mumbled. And I'm not saying you had to be even just an eloquent speaker. I wasn't yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, but yeah. you know, he was still. He still referred to God because God was continually on his mind, you know? Mm -hmm. He was not living. Not necessarily that he was just, like, planning for everybody to just come to church for revival after this (laughs) service. Yes. He's like, but he was continually thinking about God, and he inserted God a little bit. Kind of like what I would do with certain friendships, but when you have God continually on your mind and you're doing this full time and not only at certain events, you can make an impact like Elijah's about yeah. to tell you about.
1: Yeah, and it, it was really amazing. And, and, and you don't really realize it. When when you're living life, you, you try and, and when you're living to be a disciple maker, you're pushing yourself. But when you push yourself so much, sometimes you'll, you'll eventually get to that state where you, where you just start doing it. And, and I remember... um, So I, it had been probably... week and a half two weeks I got no messages um, except I think maybe like a hey what's up and it didn't really lead anywhere and so uh, he I got a FaceTime call and uh, I don't usually do FaceTime calls (laughs) I'm more of like hey I'll just call you up or text or you know whatever but he FaceTime me and I was like you know what I'm on my road home from work I have like about a 45 minute drive here I'll go I'll call him and see what's up and he had just some. He just had some basic questions and, and was like, "Hey, so I've actually, um, I've been looking up some stuff about God, and I just have a couple questions for you." And I was like, "Oh, really? Okay." Um, and I spent the whole drive, and I spent the whole drive just talking any questions he had, and I actually stayed in there for a while. It was probably about an hour and a half conversation we ended up having, and we talked, and then um, it was an amazing conversation. He said, "Do you know if?" There's any churches in the area that um, that you know that um, I could go to, and um, I was not sure. I'm not. I wasn't. I didn't know a lot about his area, so I went and did some research. and, and the organization we go to, I did some research with them, and and we found uh, uh, an amazing church. I found an amazing church that I actually ended up knowing people that I didn't know that it was close to him. So I sit in there, um, and and ev- almost every day for the next three weeks we would talk on the way back from work and it wouldn't always be long um and five days a week we just talk spend 45 minutes every day and we just talk about god and just talk about god and and i started realizing that i was becoming this i was becoming a disciple maker with him and so i had realized this is important after the first call i was like i did not realize i may not have been able to do this for his brother you know I could have been a better friend and I realized that, but I think when you have moments like that with his brother where he had passed away and I didn't get that moment, but it made me learn and how vital that is that you don't know how much time you have. You know, I'm really young. His brother was only a few years older than me. He was a very young man. So to see him pass away, it's you don't know what your friends, what's gonna happen to your friends. It is so important that we connect with those people because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, if I would have known... You know, we can always say if we would have known, we would have done something different. But, but that's why, why it's, it now, yeah.
0: it's it's essential to live a life and not only do it. Because we don't know when our time's over. We don't know when God will come back. We don't know when we're going to die, when somebody else is going to die. And, you know, like he was saying, like, like for example, like when you were friends with him... Before, when, we're, when we're talking about who passed away, yes. Would you say that you were really living that life of a fisher or of a disciple back N- then?
1: Not really. No, I wasn't living a, a life of a disciple. I know I, I talk a little bit about God, but honestly, I was so young. I, not necessarily like I was ashamed of God, but I just was living that life where I did you know, I just didn't really talk about it. Like I was just, I was there to have a fun time, you know, and and, and that's when I didn't reach Him. But um, going back to his brother. Um, that I've been having this phone calls with all the time. And he was going to church and he told me, he called me one day and he goes, I have some news. I went, okay, what's up? And this was, this was a Friday. He goes, "Um, actually, no, this was a Saturday. He called me on a different day. And we didn't usually call on Saturdays. We text or whatever, but he called me up and I said, okay, hey, what's up? And he goes, I have some news. I'm getting baptized tomorrow. I said oh really you're getting baptized tomorrow I said yes we just had church Friday night it was a special service I received the Holy Ghost and that was amazing I mean oh my gosh I couldn't believe that and then he said he's getting baptized this Sunday and asked me to join and they're going to give him at the end of church they're gonna give a certificate for getting baptized and just celebrate celebrating him you know some churches will do that and so he asked me to go with him and his family at the time I had met them and they were very kind people but we hadn't really been talking with them and they also were invited so now in this situation what we're looking at is now a person that has been going to a church for a little over a month at this point and by the time he called me it's probably been a little over a month that he's been going and um, he said, he told me this, so his parents are now going, going to go to a church service. They had never been to a church service. They'd asked some questions to him, weren't really concerned about it, just because they're like, oh, what, you know, they heard, they know me, so they're like, all oh, showed up that Sunday um, at their church. I went to our church for first service, and we have two services, so I, I went to one of ours, and I ran over there about an hour drive and got down there just in time to see him get baptized. and get to talk with his family and ate lunch with his family and we talked and we was with the pastor and we were all just talking and and the pastor was and the pastor is an amazing speaker and, and man what he pastors are such great disciple makers I mean they they really are disciple makers I and mean, we all are but the, that is you know they're they're really working on that and striving for that so he was so eloquent in the way he spoke a lot more than I could ever be and he was just like and he was talking with his family and convinced them to come to um, the next service. It was Easter Sunday, was Easter Sunday. And they said, you know what, we'll come to Easter. We'll come to Easter Sunday. You know why not? And we um, He used to go to church when he was very young. The father, he went to a Baptist church and said, we knew how important Easter was. So you know what? Let's go down on Easter. They ended up going on Easter and they loved it. It was amazing. And now they have been going to church ever since then. And just two weeks ago his father received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and was baptized right before wow. that. Right out coming out of the water after getting baptized, received the Holy Ghost. So just by a small act, now I, I did not get his brother because I wasn't living a discipleship life, but because from the small act, you don't know what effect you can have. I'm not the re- I'm not the reason if they go to heaven, because they have to make that battle themselves. But if I can just be a small portion of what leads them to the cross i want to do that you know and, and i'm so happy and feel so blessed that god gave me the opportunity to speak to this family where they are now going in church and they're, they're receiving the holy ghost and and, and th- this is just an amazing blessing to hear and, and a blessing for their family and now they they know all about god and, and their son passing gives them an understanding of because you know there was so much sorrow with loss there's there's so much sorrow, but when you know God, there can be joy in your sorrow, knowing that you'll see them again in heaven, and I think that has brought them comfort as well, God. God is working mightily in their lives, and I'm just I'm so excited, you know, and that's what really being a disciples makers all about. I mean, that's why we are here talking about this to be fishers of people because it is so important in this day with the world as Corrupted it is it's getting. I mean, it's it the world is a messed up place at times And if we could just put in those small acts a day, maybe it's not every second It's not gonna start off with every second of you being a disciple maker It's not if I'm honest with myself, and I believe if Amani was honest with himself We're not a disciple maker every second, but if we strive and we strive a little little every day to just try to make those points I think we can do amazing things.
0: Exactly. And it's so funny that you were just bringing it back to the concept of fishers with people because it just hit me. We're not, although it's similar to fishing with fish, there's some aspects that fishing with people that are different than fishing with fish. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. Like, yes. I mean, just imagine it, like literally physically imagine it. You are on a boat salvation we'll call it salvation that's the name of the boat and you know we hopped on with Jesus you know and we're just trying to fish with fish for people you know you know we're obviously not fishing for their demise we're not trying to eat them (laughs) and we're obviously not trying to throw them back out because when you get somebody to get up out of the water out of whatever situation they may be they're not a fish they're not useless No. they're gonna learn on that fish Mm -hmm. hey I'm actually in a better place. I'm on steady ground. Because, you know, some people may have gotten in the water on purpose. They may have even been on salvation and hopped off. Because, oh, I want to see. I want to test the waters. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to. And that's a whole other subject in (laughs) and of itself. But, you know, some people may be having fun in the water. But then that storm comes and it's like, wait, I'm like, you know, some people are in the water and they've been in the water so long. You know, they may have been swimming for a while, but you can't swim forever.
1: Yes, you're not going to end absolutely. up flooding
0: forever, and eventually you're going to drown.
1: Absolutely. And and, and that and what you just said there about how people will sometimes go off. You know, we're talking about, you know, they may go back in because this world is very desirable. You know, sometimes we will turn away from God. And I know, actually, in John, I'm trying to remember the chapter, Brother Imani, but in John it speaks about how um, when Peter had left and the disciples had found out Jesus had died on the cross. They went to go and they went back to be fishers. They, decided, they went
0: back they kind of gave up hope and they yeah, kind of went back up, to they what went, they were doing and it's in John 21 John 21 okay um, yes most of the beginning of it and they kind of just went back to uh, fishing like they did before and Jesus kind of showed up and they didn't know it was Jesus. They didn't know it was and he came up to them and he said children do you have, uh, have you any meat? Do you have any food? And they answered no. Um, and then verse 6 says Um, And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the fish, and ye shall find. And they cast their four, and now, um, and they were not able to draw it, for there were multitudes of fish. There were multitudes of fish. There weren't a little bit. They had been out there for a while. Keep this in mind. They had been out there for a while. They had no success.
1: So, I mean, imagine that. I mean, we hear the Bible, but if we really apply ourselves to that situation, you are going fishing. um, Forget just leaving God. Just... Basics you're going fishing you put down a net not catch a thing Then you put down a net and it is so full you can't carry it and the net goes down I mean they could not lift the net because it was so full of fish I imagine that has to be a lot of fish obviously because yes. I mean and there was multiple of them It says there was multiple of them and they could not as a group carry this net up So that means that God worked in that and he made the, all those fish come obviously but Wow, what a what a testament. I mean, not only, he, he, they left, they left, they, they made mistakes. But God said, you know what? I'm gonna prove something to you right now. In this world, doing it on your own. They were trying to do it on their own. They were fishing on their own. They couldn't do it. They could not get fish. But God said, now let down the net. Do what I say, do it when I say, do it through me and see what happens. And they got more than they could even handle. I mean, wow. And you
0: know I mean, one very interesting thing How you said they went back yeah. Almost back into the water almost mm-hmm. in a sense Like not that they were backsliding per se But they kind of went back to the way they used to live I mean yeah. in a way yeah. they kind of gave up hope But the thing is For one there's two things Something miraculous happens Every single time you put The wonderful powerful name of Jesus Which that's a whole nother topic <laughs> When you put Jesus in the equation That's when That's 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 the sauce right there is what some people would say. <laughs> I'm I'm, get, I'm slowly starting to get too old. But that's the, that's the sauce. That's the secret ingredient. And it's not really even a secret. But when you listen to God and what he has to say, things change with really just going back to that aspect that they were kind of going back into their old lives. I mean, not saying that that was per se a mistake, mm-hmm. but they, I mean, this is kind of evidence that they gave up hope.
1: Yeah. yeah they they gave just like,
0: we're, we're just going to go back to what we used to do. But this kind of goes... I mean, we can apply this even to a backslider. You know, they may get involved in some things. And, you know, it's not good that they did that. But now you have a testimony. Now, I'm not advising you guys to kind of devise your own testimony and test the waters. Because, you know, you can hop out in the waters and not make it back out. Why would you risk your life (laughs) like that? There's no reason for that. But God can take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it to good. Yes. So...
1: Yes, I love that song where it talks about you know you can take what the enemy meant for evil and turned it for good. You know, you know we can use what's been wrong and happened in our lives, and we can turn that situation and turn it for good. You know, and, and with the disciples taking, taking that and going back home. You know, in, in this sense, it well, it was nothing to happen. But well, when you go and, and things have happened, and maybe may you go into church. And after maybe you never were in church maybe it wasn't a backslider situation but maybe you had never grown up and there, there was things of this world that you went through struggles you went through and you go you're in church now and you're withstanding against those struggles that is in a testament because then you can disciple different sets of people that you know i can disciple someone different through the things i've been through than Amani can because We went through different things, but now I can share, you know what, I I went through that, but can I tell you how I went, I made it through with Jesus, but I'll give you examples, you know, and and times are hard, and you know, we, we can connect with those people, but really what we really truly need to do is meet with those people and connect with them, and I think... That as a group, together, we can all disciple to everyone. And maybe you don't have the same situation. Maybe my situation isn't the same as theirs. I can still disciple them. But maybe I knew someone that went through a situation, so I'm going to disciple you. But hey, how about my friend helps you out with this?
0: And And kind of comparing it to the topic that we're talking, talking about, we all have different situations. Some of us might have been born into... I mean, you can't necessarily be born into salvation, but you were born in the church. You were kind of raised in the way not to live in the waters. But some people may have lived in waters, and not all waters are the same. Some waters are polluted. Some look clear. You can still die in clear waters. Mm -hmm. Some waters may be saltier. Some waters, they have different aspects. And somebody who may have been in certain waters may not be a witness. They can still be a witness in the light. You can be a witness in the light to anybody, no matter your background. But, you know, when you have different people can relate to different things through the different walks of life that they have. So, you cannot be afraid to be a witness. And that's another thing. Kind of when you get out of that water, you're not just standing there. You're going to be reaching back into the water whether it be back into the same people, maybe different people, but you're going to have a different thing to contribute to the body of christ to that crew almost on the <laughs> absolutely boat. yes. The crew. Um, and even though like you, not necessarily that that was absolutely needed to reach to those people but you're going to become almost an asset because the devil's going to try to keep you in that water make that a reason why you're in the water and yeah. staying there and waiting in there and trying to party until you eventually end up drowning because you can't swim forever like yes. i like mentioned earlier but when you get back on that boat or get on that boat for the first time all that bad that the devil was pouring into you all of a sudden flips the switch. Because, yeah. you know, some people in that crew, they may not actually have good intentions for you. Mm-hmm. And they may be just kind of hanging off the boat, but they're just hanging onto the boat. Yeah. yeah. And so they may those, not actually those, have the intention people that have of their staying. feet
1: in the water, but their hands on the boat. Yeah, because they don't actually
0: hands. have the intention of being in salvation. Yeah. And they may jab you like, weren't well, you in that little dirty, nasty, polluted water over there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, people will point out the waters you're
0: in, but, but that was your past. Yeah, that, that was, your was past. like Absolutely. that was a part of your story, but you're not, you're in a different chapter. Yeah. So that story, that part, it happened and it made you something different, but now you're better. And you know, the devil tried to get different things on you about your past, about mm-hmm. the different things. But at the end of the day, he's just mad. He's just trying to get yeah. you to be prideful and not to come to God yeah. in the first place, for one. And two, he doesn't want you to use that as a testimony, you know everything could be used as a testimony everything could be used as a thing to get people out of whatever situation and used as a way to just be a witness to be a, a light and to be a disciple
1: yes and as we go and become disciple makers using these these tools using patience using bait you know as we talked about dedication you know Uh, using our testimonies if we put those things together we can become disciple makers for god and as we continue with these podcasts we'll be going over many many more subjects um but this is truly what the premise of this podcast will be this podcast is going to be about becoming fishers of people
0: becoming the disciples now one last final point we're going to try to wrap this episode up but One last final point I want to focus on real quick. This kind of is more tailored to the people in the church, I guess. But just because you grew up on the boat, you know, a lot of people in the water, they have the same issues overall. But when you grow up on the boat, just because you grew up on the boat, for one, that doesn't mean you're going to want to stay in the boat if you're not learning the way of a fisher. And just because your parents may have been fishers themselves does not mean you automatically become a fisher. And some people, they have fishing parents and they just easily become a fisher and they pick up the waste right away. But then other people, it may be that... They have to learn to love to become a fisher. Yes. You're not always going to love right away. Like, I don't want to do that. Kind of like Jonah. I don't want to accept this calling on my
1: oh, life. Oh, yeah. It's...
0: But at the end of the day, they can try everything else and realize that I may not be what my flesh wanted, but when I obeyed what God wanted,
1: you get this is actually what I needed. Yeah. yeah. You get the blessing from following God and not yourself, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. But it's not your parents can't save you. No, and also your parents they may stop being a fisher. That's not going to stop you either.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, and we can't bring those people. We we are guiding them as fishers of people. We're guiding towards salvation. But if they don't get on the boat, that's not on us. So we can't take that as a personal thing as well. But we did our part. We did our part. So to now
0: try. Yeah. we're not accountable. That you know they may decide to stay in the water, but the blood is not on our hands because we were like And you know maybe. That might have been the seat for the next people who come by. Amen.
1: And sometimes, sometimes you don't reap what you sow. Sometimes you're sowing and someone else is going to reap that. And at and, the
0: end of the day, it all goes to the yeah, same kingdom. Yeah, it's it's so, all so going to, to God, the same God, yeah. company, I guess. The same kingdom of God <laughs> yes. at the end of the day.
1: Thank you for listening to Deeper Waters by Piscato's Bros.
0: We are so glad that you came and listened all the way to this point. So be sure to follow us on our platforms, namely our Instagram Directly under Pescadas Bros. Exactly like that. No underscores, no nothing. It's exactly simple. The mission is simple. Follow us. Feel free to shoot us a DM. Comment on something. Let us know what you think. Good, bad, and different. We wanna appeal this to you and give you content that you want to have. And also, maybe some different ways we can improve. We will we're glad to hear anything you like to do. But just remember to go out and be disciples.